Hello and welcome to the Maluli Asset Management Podcast for August 28, 2013. This is Brendan and today Tom and I are going to talk about how to know your investment advisor is not the next Bernie Madoff. Yeah, it's a big question. We've been, you know, since this whole story broke at the end of 2008, we've been getting this question uh, at least monthly. And whenever I sit down with a new client, I expect that question to come up because it has. And so if you're not asking your investment advisor, you really ought to. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a topic that is not, it's not funny. It's something that really needs to be discussed. Right. So yeah, let's talk about how do we know that you're not the next Bernie Madoff? Well, we can start off by talking about Bernie Madoff and how he made his whole scam possible. Yeah. He, uh, Madoff owned a brokerage firm. Uh, it was started, uh, I, I forget if it was the 60s or 70s, but he owned a brokerage firm for a long time, Madoff Securities. Um, he also, along the way, started an investment advisory firm. Which should be the first red flag. It's very unusual for someone to own their own brokerage firm and also own an investment advisory firm. Uh, and, but this guy was not, he wasn't a nobody. He yeah, was He was well-respected. He was chairman of the NASDAQ, I think. Right, yeah. yes. And I mean, that's, you know, that's a pretty lofty position to have in the Wall Street community. But also in terms of, you know, keeping things lofty, he made it really hard for people to get into his circle of trust, if you want to call it that. <laughs> he uh, would often turn down money from people that he didn't know. You had to be referred into his group. And even then he wouldn't take money uh, right away from people. So he made it very difficult for you to become a client of his. So he, he made it like really exclusive, mm -hmm. uh, which made people want to give them even, give them even more money. Yeah. So what happened though? Okay. And of course, a lot of people don't know it until you, start to look back and recreate the car crash, you know right. what I mean? And start Hindsight to, is 2020. Yes. So there's, we're never going to get the whole story, but uh, this was a fraud that was perpetuated over many years. There are some people that say he didn't put a trade in for any of his clients for the last five or six years. There were some people that said he didn't make a trade for 10 years. Uh, I'm of the belief that he never made a trade. Never. Possible. It's possible. The, the thing that is probably one of the biggest red flags, though, is that he was able to produce, I'm saying that in quotes, very unusual returns in the sense that they were straight lines. He had a number, and it was between 10 and 12%, so we'll just say like 11% per year, no matter what the market did, these were the kind of numbers that he would produce. So if the market returned 30%, he would, he would only return 11. If the market would return 6%, he would return 11. That's really, really unusual. Most investment advisors uh, or money managers are going to be in the ballpark of what the market does. You're going to have those exceptionally good years and some exceptionally bad years, but to produce the same straight line returns year after year, impossible. It's impossible. And ultimately what it all turned out to be was just a, another Ponzi scheme in the sense that uh, new money came in and new money would, 
instead of going into some investments, would go back to the original clients in the sense that, you know, older clients would call up and they would say, hey, I need to get, uh, you know, $2 million out of my account. And he would just, you know, take the new deposits that came in and he would just shuffle them right out to the old clients. What really kind of threw this whole thing under the bus was in 2008 when the market was falling apart. I mean, the market went down rapidly in, in a short period of time in 2008. And everybody or a lot of people all at once called and wanted their money back. And that's when the uh, when when the when the scheme was up. Yeah, and it just didn't work anymore. Right. Yeah. So, what can investors do to stop this from happening to them? Well, the first thing I would do is I would probably ask your ask your investment advisor, "How do I know you're not Bernie Madoff?" Well, uh, yeah, that's a good first step. It really is. You should you, always ask. You know what? Like, get that conversation out in the open. I think that's really more important is to tell people, "Hey, look, this is a trust business." And we need to get this topic out on the table because people really trusted this guy and he totally ripped them off. So what other things can you do? Well, what are the investment returns like? You know, when you uh, see these straight line returns, whether the market was up, down or sideways, of the same returns year in, year out, something is up. It ask, has to be. You just got to ask, hey, how do you do it? Yeah. Uh, and people, you, people would ask him and he's like, oh, it's a secret. Come on. You have to have some kind of clue. He came up with this answer that he was doing uh, something with call options and he was doing them every month or quarter. And uh, he came up with some pretty embellished story that he started to believe, I guess, after a while. But you have to be suspicious when there's straight line returns like that year in, year out, no matter what the market's doing. The other thing... Uh, and this is another big red flag, especially in 2013. Can you check your account online? Can you go online to a website and see what's going on? You know, the clients at, at Madoff couldn't do that. Uh, but now you can log into a brokerage account and see exactly what's going on. And it shouldn't be, you know, checking your account at Bernie'sWebsite.com. It should be wherever the, the money is invested, who's the broker on the account. There has to be some separation between the broker, the broker and the advisor on the account. Okay, So in, individuals hire investment advisors to manage the money for them, but the money's somewhere else. The money is at a brokerage firm, and you should be getting statements, and you should be able to call the broker, the brokerage firm, and you should be able to go online and, and check that account. The, the biggest red flag, in my opinion, was since he owned a brokerage firm and an investment advisory firm, no one really knew where the money was going, even when they were writing out the check. Who do I make the check out to? Well, write it out to Bernie Madoff, because it was either going to his investment advisory firm or going to his brokerage firm. When a client comes in here, they want to make a deposit into their account. They have to, we use a discount broker. Most of the time, we use TD Ameritrade and Charles Schwab. And... You know, we do that because we like the discount brokers to keep your costs down. But really, if someone wanted to work with another brokerage firm, that's fine. Yeah, they could. Yeah. You know, if they wanted to, if they really like working at Fidelity, we can we can do that. Yep. If someone has an account at Vanguard and they really like that, we can work with them too. So, but the checks are going to be going to the broker, right? Not 
Malulia Asset Management. Yeah, we uh, years ago, uh, you know, I had a, a, a client, a very elderly client, didn't really understand what was going on. She mailed in a check made out to Tom Maluli for seventy thousand dollars. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. So I had to send that back to her and say, look, you need, you really need to make this check out to TD Ameritrade. Yeah. And whether it's Schwab or TD Ameritrade or whatever broker you're working with, that's where the money is going and that's where it's going to be deposited. That's really, really important. You understand that the money is sitting at a brokerage firm. We are the advisor on the account. So right. we can't go in and and pay ourselves a, uh, hey, we're going to take $25,000 out of someone's account yeah. just because we're going away for the weekend. <laughs> we, we can't do that. We do bill clients their quarterly fees through the brokerage account, you get an invoice from us and it shows up on your monthly statement, right. but there's no way that an, an advisor should be able to go into the account and take withdraw money from the account. That just should not happen. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we talk about securities and investments in these podcasts, it's important to know that none of the securities that we mention in any of our presentations represent a past specific recommendation of Maluli Asset Management. And this video is not a recommendation to buy or sell any of the securities that we happen to mention here. But if you're relying on a podcast for investment advice, we think you might be making a big mistake. And so we strongly urge our listeners to consult with their investment advisor before they make a decision to buy or sell any investment. Now, if you don't have an investment advisor, we'd be happy to answer whatever questions you might have. You can call us at 732-223-9000 or you can find us on the web at maluli.net. Okay, that's all we have for this week. Hopefully you understand now how to not get tricked by an investment advisor like Bernie Madoff, and we'll be back next week with a new topic. Thanks for listening.